So uh, please turn your, your Bibles to Psalm 27. If you don't have one, that's on page uh, 460 in the Pew Bible in front of you. And uh, we've been going over this psalm this summer. Uh, and we're going to focus today on the last few verses, uh, 11 through uh, 14, and I'll read them for you. Teach me your way, Lord. Lead me in a straight path because of my oppressors. Do not turn me over to the desire of my foes, for false witnesses rise up against me, spouting malicious accusations. I remain confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. And I have to tell you, it's been, you know, just such a pleasure and a comfort uh, meditating on this psalm this summer as I prepared for uh, what and prayed about what I was going to share with you tonight. Um, and uh, just so we're clear, I'm preaching to myself tonight. Um, you know, in this, in this psalm, as we're learning, um, you know, the enemy is, is surrounding David. And um, I know I feel I get easily disheartened. Uh, so for me, there's just so much joy and encouragement uh, that I got for meditating uh, on the truth uh, that we'll talk about today. Um, let's just spend a minute uh, um, to review and set the stage for um, uh, what happened before these 11 verses of David's, uh, or uh, before 11 through 14 in David's meditation. Uh, you know, in 1 through 3, you know, right off the bat, David is expressing his confidence that he has nothing to fear uh, when his enemies advance and attack him. Um, he starts his meditation by focusing on the Lord as the source of his confidence uh, the Father is his salvation, his light, and his stronghold. Um, and he clings to these truths, and you can see, because he, he has a really good understanding, a profound understanding of his enemy and what the goals of his enemy uh, is, and that's to devour him and attack him. Um, and it's easy to assume, you know, that this may have been written during the period of life when uh, he was being pursued by Saul. Um, you can imagine, perhaps, surrounded by, you know, armies uh, while he's in a cave hiding out, or... Um, uh, you know, we're not really sure exactly if that's the case, but we, we know one thing, that David was uh, an expert at, uh, at being in difficult situations um, in, in, uh, in Scripture. is very clear about that. He, um, he was the king of Israel during a time where there was a lot of war, um, and he, as we know, he struggled uh, with sin. Uh, so he could be talking about sin. He could be talking about uh, uh, real battles. Um, you know, and I admit, as a believer for many years, I... You know, I'd read psalms like this, and I'd struggle really to feel uh, what David was talking about. You know, I'd, I've never been surrounded by armies. I don't know what that's like. Um, uh, you, you know, lived in a, you know, grew up in relative peace. You know, grew up here in a country um, where I could freely worship, you know, the Father. Um, I think the bigger uh, problem for me, uh, that even as a believer in Christ, I don't think there was a very a good understanding of uh, the gravity of my own sin or how uh, serious Satan was about um, uh, trying to devour me or cause me to stumble or fail. Um, you know, and it's actually a dangerous place to be as a believer uh, to not realize how close uh, our enemy is to us. Uh, by God's grace, you know, uh, this is one of the things I talked about, um, you know, through sanctification process. I mean, this is one of the things by God's grace that he's uh, shown me through my uh, stumbles and struggles uh, that I desperately need to cling to the truth uh, that David writes about, that the Lord is, uh, is my hope and light. Um, 
we need to be aware of this. We be aware of our enemy. Um, you know, we're commanded in First Peter five eight to be alert and of sober mind. Uh, Garrett reminded of this this morning, that our enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Um, so, do we feel this? You know, do we feel what David is uh, is talking about here? Um, you know, do we do we feel the enemy, or um, are we rather and, and maybe dangerously? Uh, maybe seduced by what the world has to offer? Uh, Do we feel comfortable at home here? Um, So my prayer is that we all stay aware of how close the enemy is. Um, You know, so the enemy is surrounding us. Um, We're seeing that. Uh, We have some choices, and that's really what, you know, David is meditating about. He's like, when this happens, and I know it's going to happen, you know, what am I going to do? What's my response uh, going to be? We saw what David's is. Um, he had other choices. He could surrender. You know, it's too difficult. Sin is too hard. Um, life is too hard. Uh, the sorrow or uh, the despair that I'm feeling is, is too difficult. I just can't handle it. Uh, you know, join the enemy. Maybe. Hopefully not. Uh, do you negotiate? Do you, do you maybe play around with a little bit of what the world has to offer? You know, maybe that would be okay. Uh, do you fight? You know, do, we, do you, by your own power, just kind of fight everything you see? Um, you know, part of David's response is there in verse 11. Um, <laughs> you know, it teach me, Lord. I mean, w- what better response is there? You know what? I just don't, I don't know. <laughs> and, and I'm going to run to truth, and I'm going to run to the Father. He's asking God to remind him of his truth. Uh, lead me on a straight path. Uh, so we see, you know, verse 1 right away. He's responding, uh, clinging to truth. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Whom shall I be afraid? Um, David's recognizing the victory has already been, been won. He knows that God is the victor. Uh, and this is the theme of, of this psalm. Uh, it, you know, with the um, Olympics the past couple of weeks, I love the Olympics. Um, I've got to say, you know, the events you don't get to see a lot, the sprinting, the swimming, I get into it. Um, you know, and, and when you watch them, it's easy to see so many parallels with the gospel. Uh, you know, I, I, I had to kind of resist the temptation of using, um, you know, about 15 illustrations from what I saw watching the Olympics. So I'll, I'll limit it to just one. Uh, although I, I will point out, Paul couldn't resist that temptation either to use those illustrations. Um, but yeah, so, you know, the one thing about the TV coverage, if you watched any of it, uh, it was tape delayed, right? And so if you weren't careful, you would maybe hear a result, you know, that happened during the day before you even get a chance to watch it. And that, that's sort of a, you know, that's sort of a bummer, right? I mean, it, you kind of lose the tension, the, the oh, what's going to happen? And, um, uh, you know, it takes the drama and the tension away. I'm going to admit I was, I'm a flag-waving, you know, American. I'm rooting for the Americans. And so, you know, if I hear that the American won, um, okay, that's kind of good news. Uh, but I'll, I'll go ahead and watch it anyway. Um, and, and when you watch it, you have a completely different perspective, don't you? Um, you? You know, no matter what's going on, you have no fear that, you know, the team or the athlete that you're cheering for uh, is going to lose. You know what, what's going to happen. So you can just sit back and enjoy, you know, and see. Even, you know, even the race, things are not looking that well. You know how it's going to turn out. Um, sometimes I'll sit down with my, with my family and, I, I'll, you know, you kind of want to tell people, too, yeah, I know what happens here. Um, you know, that, that seems to be David's approach. Um, he, you know, he's like, look, when these things come, I know the result. I know the truth. I know who God is. I know what he's done. I know that he has uh, been victorious. Um, 
you know, what, what great perspective to have. First um, John 5, 4 says, For everyone born of God overcomes the world. You know, this is the victory that has overcome the world. Um, so, you know, in verse 11, he's asking God to teach him, remind him again of this truth. Um, David's request to be uh, taught by God is consistent with his desire uh, to dwell with the Lord in his presence, to gaze upon his beauty, as we see in verse 4. Um, he knows that his enemies can't touch him when he's in the presence uh, of the Father. You know, verses 4 and 5, it's clear that wherever the Father is, David wants to be right there uh, with him. Uh, whether it's in a tent, a temple, uh, he names all these different places, he wants to be there where the Father is. Uh, he knows that being close to truth, uh, it'll exalt him above his enemies. Uh, then we see David's heart in verse 6, too. Um, you know, not only seek God's beauty and his goodness, and he has, not only wants to be taught, uh, he wants to worship the Father. At his sacred tent, I will sacrifice with shouts of joy, and I'll sing and make music to the Lord. Um, you know, David, I think, reminds us uh, what, what we see in verse 11 as well, that he remains confident that he'll see the goodness of God. Through worship, you know, we see this. You know, if we, if we don't worship, we miss out on uh, some true joy that comes of worshiping the Father and seeing his goodness and his glory. He boldly um, asks God, you know, these are some bold requests if you think about it. You know, I'm very intimate. I want to see your face, Father. Um, I want to be in your presence. I want to live with you. Uh, I want to dwell with you. I want you to teach me. Um, you know, it's like, wow, what kind of gall do you have to have to make these requests? You know, you, you have a house guest. And, oh, by the way, I'm going to stay at your house, and I'm going to eat all your food, and I'm going to take up all your time, and, you know, I need all your cars. And, you know, it's just like David is, is making some very bold requests as God's house guest to dwell in God's house. Um, that's confidence. That's, that's somebody who knows who God is and knows uh, the victory. Uh, with that, though, you know, and, and the great thing about about this uh, psalm, and, and the one thing that's good to think about, too, he, he does it with a fear of God. He knows. <laughs> he, not only does he understand God, he understands his own nature. Um, you know, in, in verses 7 through 9, he pleads with God um, that God would not turn uh, his face away. He doesn't take it for granted that God is going to answer his requests because uh, he knows who he is. He seems to understand his own sinful nature that is opposed to God, right? There's a, it's only by God's grace that he would answer and grant these requests. Um, you know, Garrett said it this morning that, you know, God can't be in the presence of sin. Uh, but despite his sin, David reminds himself the truth uh, that the Lord will receive him. Uh, so I love this, you know, boldly asking big things of God and um, fearing the Lord um, at the same time. Teach me your way, Lord. Lead me on a straight path because of my oppressors. Um, you know, so what, what are you facing now that would lead you um, to pray this bold prayer? Um, what are we going through right now? Are we uh, struggling, you know, with that stubborn sin that we continue to struggle with? Um, are there relationship issues with family uh, that, that just seem overwhelming? We don't know what to do. You know, I talked about this earlier. Parenting, you just kind of throw up your hands. I don't know what to do. Um, are there financial concerns or tasks at work, you know, that seem impossible, too much? Um, is there just... Uh, um, you know, are you in mourning? It's just too much. You know, I just can't handle um, the pain. You know, actually, are things going well? But you fear the complacency, right? And, and that you know that the enemy attack will come at some point. Um, whatever trouble, you know, or good things that we're experiencing, we need this prayer. Um, 
We desperately need it. So how does, how does God teach us? Um, through his word, Psalm 119, 105, we all know it. His word is a lamp to our feet and a light uh, upon our path. You know, prayerfully uh, seek scripture, meditate on it. Uh, let God use it to encourage you, make it clear how to overcome that sin or conflict or impossible task. Ask God uh, to hear his voice. Tell him what you're struggling with. You know, he, God, I mean, David understands God, and God understands um, you know, David and what he's going through. And he wants to hear, he wants to hear us. God, I just don't know what to do here. Um, ask him what to do. Listen to his voice. Uh, listen uh, for his truth. Seek his word. Uh, such simple uh, but beautiful response to our oppressors. Um, you know, and here, you know, here's the good news. I think about teaching, right? In a typical environment, teaching is uh, here's what you do and, and go do it and good luck. Um, here's here's the thing, God doesn't just uh, do, doesn't just do that. He doesn't teach us and say, you know, good luck, go at it, um, uh, you know, pat on the back and hope for the best. Uh, he's given us the gift of the Holy Spirit to be doers and not just hearers. We can't do it in our own power. Uh, we're not in our own. Um, and, and so, as I was thinking about this and and studying this, um, this this idea got even more exciting. Uh, you know, when I found out that. I'm not going to use the word because I'm going to butcher whatever it is. But the Hebrew word that was used here for teach, um, it, it also means to throw or to shoot, uh, as if in, like an arrow or a slingshot. You know, and it's like, wow, that's, that's, that's really interesting to think about and meditate on. And, and as I prayed about it, you know, what is he asking God for? He's asking God to teach him. Um, yeah, you know, but it seems like he's asking for more than that. He knows that he's not capable, right? He knows his nature, as we talked about. He's sinful. Um, he knows that he can't go along the way on his own. So he's asking God to literally aim his bow and use the strength of God to get him to the most direct path um, to overcome his oppressors. Um, you know, just, I was just, you know, kind of blown away by that. Um, you know, whatever oppression we feel this week, you know, we can have confidence that uh, he's going to teach us and carry us. Um, not just teach us, carry us um, to overcome what we're dealing with. So David, you know, continues in verse 12, uh, don't turn me over to the desire of my foes uh, for false witnesses rise up against me. Um, you know, he's asking God to spare him from the desire of his enemies. We talked about uh, what our enemy wants. Uh, he's on the prowl. He's seeking to destroy us, to make us stumble. Um, We've seen the, God, uh, the joy of God's truth here, as we've talked about, that, that God has the victory. Our enemy really hates that. You know, Jesus calls Satan uh, in John eight forty four the father of lies. Um, our enemy wants to distract us from the truth and convince us that our father, our loving father, can't be trusted. Uh, so what, you know, what lies are we allowing ourselves to believe tonight? Uh, you know, for myself, a big lie that, that Satan tries to convince me of is that I'll never measure up. I don't know if you can relate to that. Uh, this sin or this problem is just too big for me to overcome. Uh, the world is too far gone. I can get discouraged, overwhelmed. Um, he'll try to convince me that God's love and grace isn't enough. Um, I believe, you know, I start to believe that lie, and I need to, you know, deal with the sin somehow or on my own. Um, you know, what a deception it keeps us from God's truth, right? I mean, you think about, I know the result here. 
Um, how, you know, how, why am I believing these lies? Uh, I was speaking, uh, you know, with a friend of mine once. He asked me a great question uh, when we were talking about my sin that um, really cuts to the, to the heart of the issue of who do we believe, right? He asked, um, you know, so it's dealing with this sin, are you more aware of your guilt or shame or of God's grace, right? So you, are you more focused on your identity in sin or your identity in Christ, um, and I've thought about that question a lot uh, since then, uh, over the years, as I've struggled with temptation, found myself discouraged, starting to believe Satan's lies. Um, you know, the, truths, the, the truth of, of God's promises are so powerful to overcoming temptation and those attacks. Second uh, Corinthians 12.9 um, is one that, that I claim, you know, my grace is sufficient for you, uh, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Uh, ask, ask God to teach you and reveal to you what lies you believe uh, that keep you from his truth, as David does, uh, and ask God for help. Verse 13, um, he says that he remains confident in this, that he'll see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Uh, David proclaims that uh, despite the fact that the world is filled with lies, he knows that he's going to see God's goodness here on earth. Uh, we talked about this. He's going to enjoy the Father. He's going to enjoy the glory of the Father uh, here on earth. Uh, so yes, you know, we, we all look forward to Christ's return. Um, I mean, what an amazing day that's going to be. Um, we'll be able to worship him in complete freedom from struggle, sin, temptation, pain, sorrow, despair. Um, you know, the good news is, you know, look, while here in the fallen world um, where the father of lies is roaming, we can experience the goodness of God until we get there. Uh, we experience the joy of his presence as we seek intimacy with him, as David did. We spend time in scripture, time in prayer. We worship him. These are the things that lift us up uh, above the enemy and at the same time experiencing God's goodness and his glory. Um, so, when, you know, when facing temptation, sorrow, despair, uh, or even, you know, good things as we've talked about, Remember that through Christ, we've overcome the world. We've got it. We've got the gold medal. You, dear children, are from God and have overcome them. You've overcome the world. Uh, because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. 1 John 4.4 4. Uh, Although not free from temptation or trials while we're here on earth, uh, we can experience God's goodness uh, in that by his grace, uh, his free gift of salvation and the power of the Holy Spirit. He's given us victory. Uh, I mean, doesn't that take away, you know, the power of sin and temptation? Um, it really does. You know, this, it, it takes, um, you know, the knowledge that we've already heard the result of the race, right? We've already been set free. Uh, we're a new creation, right? Our identity is Christ. We're not slaves to sin. Uh, we don't belong to the world. I love Romans 6.18. You've been set free from sin and have become slaves to righteousness. We're gods. I mean, there's just, you know, there's no, about, no doubt about who we are, what our identity is. By knowing this, when temptation comes, we have power through the Holy Spirit. We can respond by saying to temptation or whatever, that's not who I am. I'm not, uh, fear does not come from the Lord. Um, I no longer have to be a slave to sin or despair or sorrow. My identity is Christ, not the world. Uh, what a gift from God, and what, what goodness to experience that. Uh, 
you know, finally, verse 14, you know, you can, you can sort of sense David's impatience a bit. You know, he is waiting for the Lord. He, he wants to see his, his enemies, the wicked, uh, put down. He wants to see justice. Who, you know, who among us, uh, for fathers of Christ, don't want to see that. Um, he's a bit anxious for it. He's got to remind himself to wait, uh, wait for the Lord, uh, which is something that I know I have to remind myself too. I'm impatient. Yeah, we want deliverance now. Uh, we want to be with him in glory. We want um, the wicked to face justice. We want the pain and the struggle and the temptations to stop. Uh, but rather than being discouraged or overwhelmed, we're strengthened by hope. Be strong and take heart. Uh, we can take heart because we can say, I know who wins. Uh, we can face the trials, the temptations, the advance of the enemy with confidence. We have no reason to fear. Um, so this week, you know, we're all going to be faced with all kinds of different things. Trials, temptations. I- I've got, you know, an insurmountable amount of work in front of me this week. Uh, I'm going to feel discouraged at times um, as we feel the enemy squeezing and trying to make us believe lies uh, and as we start to feel discouraged. You know, remember his truth. Um, you know, Psalm 42.5, Why, my soul, are you downcast? Ask yourself, why so disturbed? Put your hope in God. Uh, he's trustworthy. Uh, for I, have, I will yet praise him, my Savior, my God. Uh, so yeah, God will deliver us from the pain of this world. He will judge the wicked. In the meantime, we wait uh, and we enjoy his goodness. We trust him. Um, we, you know, amen. Thank, thanks be to God and what an encouragement that is. Uh, let's close in prayer. Father, I just thank you for the confidence that we have, not uh, for anything that comes from us or for anything we have to offer, uh, but the confidence that we have because of Christ, because we have power in the Holy Spirit. So, Father, I just pray that you would remind us, teach us, remind us of your truth, um, that we have overcome the enemy, that you win. We thank you, Jesus. In Christ's name I pray. Amen.